Good morning and welcome to the Divine Service. Our order of service this morning is the printed order, Divine Service for Catechesis. Uh, if you did not pick one up, the elder will have one available here. First, we want to raise your hand. Also, for those who aren't on the MailChimp list, uh, Pastor uh, was uh, tested positive for COVID-19. He's under the protocols. I, he, I got an email uh, from him yesterday with a picture of him and Beth outside picking up sticks. He said they're doing fine. They, they, the symptoms are passed, but they're following those protocols. Our opening hymn is hymn 822.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am indeed you have made my days as handbreadths, and my age is as nothing before you Certainly every man at his best state is but vapor. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the reproach of the foolish. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy 
as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We praise Thee, we bless Thee, we worship Thee. We glorify Thee, we give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King. God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, send forth your Son, we pray, to lead home his bride, the church, that with all the company of the redeemed, we may finally enter into his eternal wedding feast. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. the Old Testament for the last Sunday of the church year is from the prophet Isaiah, the 65th chapter. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing, and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. No more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die 100 years old, but the sinner being 100 years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. 
They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The royal daughter shall be brought to the king in robes of many colors. The virgins, her companions who follow her, shall be brought to you with gladness and rejoicing they shall be brought they shall enter the king's palace the epistle is from saint paul's first letter to the thessalonians Chapter 5. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. Alleluia. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. 
Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all, of those, all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. At this time, we confess the faith with the Athanasian Creed. It is on, begins on page 319 in the hymnal. We will confess this responsively by whole verse. Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith. Whoever does not keep it whole and undefiled will without doubt perish eternally. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the substance nor dividing the substance. For the Father is one person, the Son another, and the Holy Spirit is another. But the Godhead of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is one. Glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, the Holy Spirit uncreated. The Father infinite, the Son infinite, the Holy Spirit infinite. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, the Holy Spirit eternal. 
And yet there are not three eternals, but one eternal. uncreated, or three infinites, but one uncreated and one infinite. In the same way, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, the Holy Spirit almighty, and yet there are not three almighties, but one almighty. So the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And yet there are not three gods, but one God. So the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. And yet there are not three lords, but one Lord. Just as we are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord, so also are we prohibited by the Catholic religion to say that there are three gods or three lords. The Father is not made or created nor begotten by anyone. The Son is neither made nor created, but begotten of the Father alone. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten, but proceeding. Thus, There is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And And in this Trinity, none is before or after another, none is greater or less than another. But the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, so that in all things, as been stated above, the Trinity in unity, and the unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. Therefore, whoever desires to be saved must think thus about the Trinity. But it is also necessary for everlasting salvation that one faithfully believe the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is the right faith that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is at the same time both God and man. He is God, begotten from the substance of the Father before all ages, and he is man, born from the substance of his mother in this age. Perfect God and perfect man, composed of a rational soul and human flesh equal to the Father with respect to his divinity, less than the Father with respect to his humanity. Although he is God and man, he is not two, but one Christ. One, however, not by the conversion of the divinity into flesh, but by the assumption of the humanity into God. One altogether not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the rational soul and flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ, who suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose again the third day from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from whence 
he will come to judge the living and the dead. At his coming, all people will rise again with their bodies and give an account concerning their own deeds. And those who have done good will enter into eternal life, and those who have done evil into eternal fire. This is the Catholic faith. Whoever does not believe it faithfully and firmly cannot be saved.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The parable of the wise and foolish virgins is about faith and unbelief. To believe in Christ is to love him and to long for his coming again in glory. From all outward appearances, we cannot tell the difference between the wise and foolish virgins. They are all called virgins. Not because they kept themselves pure. They are virgins because they have been made pure in the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ our Savior. For we know that God desires all to be saved. Christ died for all people. Christ bore the sin of all people. Thus all are declared cleansed and pure in Christ. It is our Lord and He alone who is able to distinguish the wise from the foolish. The Lord searches the hearts. The Lord can see what you and I cannot see, the trust of the heart. The five who are called wise are wise because they trust in Christ for their salvation. The five who are foolish are foolish because they do not trust in Christ. For the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are foolish because they reject the forgiveness Christ won for them. Faith in Christ alone makes one wise unto salvation. Foolishness or foolish is the one who has cast aside the gospel of Christ There is no salvation apart from Jesus. There is no middle ground in your relationship with Jesus. Either you are in Jesus or you are separated from him. This stark reality is manifested in these words. I do not know you. I cannot think of any harsher words coming from Jesus' mouth than I do not know you. I think of children and grandchildren who go to visit parents and they say, my parents, my grandparents don't know me anymore. 
and they say how devastated they are. If they are devastated by their parents not knowing them, how much more for those who hear these words from Jesus, I do not know you. These words stand in stark contrast to God's word where he says, I have called you by name and you are mine. Or, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. So when the Lord says, I do not know you, these words indicate eternal separation from the God of peace. The door is shut. Only those who are in Christ enter into his kingdom. As we look upon our world, there are many people who will be locked out of God's kingdom. There are many people who will hear these words, I do not know you. There are people whom we have known and loved in this world who have closed their hearts to the love of Christ, who have rejected his forgiveness, and whose eyes have closed in unbelief. This truly grieves us. It hurts. Thus we pray that our Heavenly Father would cause his word to be preached to the ends of the earth, that those of both high and low estate would hear the wonderful works of God in Christ, that all would come to the knowledge of the truth and trust in Jesus, and that those who are far away would be brought near to Jesus through his suffering and death. In today's parable, All of the virgins were told that the bridegroom is coming. However, only five heeded the message and waited with their lamps filled. They longed to see him, the one who had claimed them as his own, the one who had laid down his life for them, the one who desires that they be with him. The five foolish virgins did not believe that the bridegroom was coming. They had no particular longing or yearning or anticipation of the bridegroom's coming. Rather than focus on the bridegroom who is coming, the foolish focus on the world and cling to what they can see and experience in this world. This is what we have seen most vividly over the past few months of this COVID fear. Behind all the rhetoric The underlying theme has been that we can stop death because no one should be dying. Many people and our leaders have not looked to Christ, but to science. The world wants us to trust the science, but not Christ. Over the past few months, I have been drawn to and reflected upon the accounts of Daniel and of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I would encourage you to reread those accounts from Daniel 3 and 6. Rather than capitulate to the demands of the rulers, they would not bow down to the false idols. And they continued to worship the true God according to their faith, even when threatened with death. They said to the king, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship 
the gold image which you have set up. The world wants us to forsake our God, to forsake his comfort, to forsake the gathering of the saints. That is, the world wants us to turn our eyes away from Jesus and to look at this world. There are those who think this coronavirus is the worst thing that has ever happened and they are panicked and living in fear. There are people who are weeping and gnashing their teeth because this virus is spreading among the people and people are dying. But there is truly something far worse than this virus that is unbelief. Which is worse? To hear from your doctor, you've been diagnosed positive with COVID. Or to hear Jesus say at the last day, I do not know you. There's really no comparison. But the world wants us to think that this world is important. The weeping and gnashing of teeth will be far greater when they find themselves outside of Christ's wedding feast for all eternity. Far too many people in this world think this world is everything and the only thing that matters. The problem is that most people don't realize that there is something worse than death, that it is far worse to hear Jesus say on the last day, I do not know you. In contrast to the foolish virgins, there are the five wise virgins. They are wise because they have been joined to him who is the true wisdom. The wise are made wise through the sacrifice of Christ. They are made wise through the gifts which he bestows on them. They are wise because their eyes have been turned from the foolishness of this world. They are wise because their eyes have been turned to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured this cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. They are wise because they look upon the wisdom of God, the cross of Jesus Christ. What the world sees as foolishness, or foolish, is revealed as wise to the ones who have had their eyes opened to faith, that this is the true wisdom of God. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. In Christ, God put to death the sin and the foolishness of man. In Christ, God has forgiven foolish sinners and covered you in the blood of Jesus and made you wise in Christ. The five wise virgins heeded the call. Although you are in this world, your hearts, minds, and eyes have been turned to Jesus, Christ crucified. You look to Christ for peace amidst the world's violence. You look to Christ for comfort when the world would want you to despair. You look to Christ who loves you 
when the world hates you. This is the wisdom of God. In a world where governments are closing churches, you will seek to gather because that is what the wise do. They do not forsake the assembly of saints. You, you want to gather together to hear the voice of your good shepherd. This is wisdom. For us who are in Christ, we gather so that we might hear the gospel call, that we might be comforted in times of distress, that we might be fed the very bread of life. With a world held captive to the fear of death, there is no better place for us to be. In this place, death has no power over us because we wait for the Lord of life who will bring us with him into the eternal wedding feast. And at his feast, we will participate in eternal life. At this feast, at his feast, we eat and drink the medicine of immortality. The medicine that is offered here this day will never be approved by the FDA or any tyrannical government. But this is the medicine which does its work. For this medicine is offered to you and is given to you by the great physician of body and soul, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We long for Christ's return. We long to be called from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. We long to be delivered from our bondage to sin and fear. We live in the eager anticipation of the consummation of our salvation. How? Through the hearing of his word, through the receiving of his sacrament, through contrition and repentance, and in our life of prayer. As dear children of God, you have been prepared for Christ's coming. You have been baptized in the blood of Jesus and been cleansed and made pure. You have been comforted with the forgiveness of all your sins. You have been nourished and sustained by the very body and blood of your heavenly bridegroom, Jesus Christ, which is the true medicine, the medicine of immortality. The call rings out, your bridegroom comes, and we follow him to the nuptial hall. Come to the wedding feast of forgiveness and life. Come, inherit the kingdom prepared for you through the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, your heavenly bridegroom. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, worthy to be held in reverence by all people everywhere. We give you humble and sincere thanks for the innumerable blessings that you have bestowed on us 
without any merit or worthiness on our part. We praise you especially for preserving for us your saving word and holy sacraments. Grant and preserve to your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and provide faithful pastors to preach your word with power. Help all who hear the word rightly to understand and truly to believe it. Send laborers into your harvest and open the door of faith to those who do not know you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, in mercy bring to repentance the enemies of your church and grant them amendment of life. Protect and defend your church in all tribulation, danger, and sustain with your spirit our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who experience persecution. Strengthen us and all Christians to set our hope fully on the grace revealed in Christ and help us to fight the good fight of faith that in the end we may receive the salvation of our souls. Bless those who celebrate baptismal birthdays this week, especially Nathan, Angela, Daniel, and Thomas, that they might remember the promise you bestowed on them in the waters of baptism. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, bestow your grace on all nations of the earth. Bless especially our country, its inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Let your glory dwell in our land, that mercy and truth, righteousness and peace may abound in all places. Bless all who serve in our armed forces, that they may serve with integrity and honor. Bless all who celebrate wedding anniversaries this week, especially John and Lynn and Bob and Pat, remembering and giving thanks for the years they have had together as husband and wife. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate Lord, graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, and from every other evil. Protect and prosper all who labor in their rightful callings, and let all useful arts flourish among us. Be the God and Father of the lonely and the forsaken, the helper of the sick and the needy, the comforter of the distressed and those who sorrow. Look with mercy, especially upon those suffering with mental illness and those who are recovering from the coronavirus. Strengthen and sustain all who are sick and recovering from various afflictions, especially Carl and David in therapy, Jeremy and his family as he struggles with ALS, Betty Ray suffering from liver and bone cancer, and Jim, Brian, Roger, Harlan, Jill, and Allison, who are receiving treatment for cancer, that they may ever cling to Jesus as their sure and certain hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant your Holy Spirit to those who come to the Lord's table this day, that they may receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ in sincere repentance and firm faith, to their abundant joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, 
Bless and strengthen all who mourn the death of loved ones, especially the family of Mary Jo, who mourn her death, that we all might find comfort in the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting granted to us through the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, as we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power and receive us into your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We sing hymn 671, I believe it is. Hymn 671.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of the Sabbath, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve, who ate the forbidden fruit. And you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Amen. 
O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace. Amen.
Please stand. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.